where you will find health solutions to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. Let's go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Hey, I'm Jolene. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health. I finally learned that I needed to take a holistic approach to health and give my body what it needed to thrive. So if you're ready to take back your health one simple step at a time with results that are undeniable like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss, this is the podcast for you. Hop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Today we are going to dive in on metabolic flexibility. Now, the first time I heard this term, I was super, uber, completely over the top curious because I'd never heard it before. I've heard that um, the concept of burning glucose for fuel and, and being a carb burner. And it was when I was getting into the ketogenic lifestyle and, you know, you want to be in ketosis and be a fat burner. Nobody ever talked about the body's ability to use both. So why is tapping into a natural function of the body not talked about more or shouted from the rooftops? Our body was built to be metabolically flexible. Now, a lot of us have damaged our body over the years, so it takes some work to get there. Some may struggle ever getting there. But let's dive into exactly what this concept is. What does this mean for our metabolism and getting it to run efficiently again so that we don't feel like our metabolism sucks? So our body is truly built to use both fuel sources, being a glucose burner or being a fat burner. Now, if you listen to my episode on protein, you know that we don't actually burn protein for fuel. It has to be converted over into something else to be used as fuel. So we either burn glucose or we burn fat, one or the other. Burning fat gets us into ketosis. Burning glucose keeps us out of ketosis. It's kind of that simple. But our bodies are actually built or desires to fluctuate to whatever's fuel source is readily available. So what happened is, is those who eat a high carbohydrate diet or the standard American diet, their body is so used to that, it doesn't remember how to burn fat for fuel. And those who have been in ketosis for a long period of time lose some ability to burn glucose for fuel or the ability to transition from one fuel source to the other, very simple. Your body should do it at ease. Basically, it becomes two different competing fuel sources and we get stuck using one or the other when our body really should just fluctuate to whatever's there, whatever is available at that point in time. Let's take a quick look at what influences metabolic flexibility and then we'll go into how to become or improve our metabolic flexibility. So the biggest, most influential factor on metabolic flexibility is a no-brainer. It's diet. Whatever you put in your body dictates what fuel your body will be using. Some will use a combination. Some are real heavily on the carbohydrates and others are real heavy on um, fats and protein. That all dictates your body's ability 
to be flexible and what fuel source it uses. The next thing that influences your flexibility is exercise. It depletes the glucose and it will force your body to tap into fat for fuel, especially if you've already started training your body how to use fat for fuel. Now, genetics can have a little bit of an influence on metabolic flexibility depending on certain genomes. It can um, increase your risk of metabolic disorders. And so like genetics have a little bit to do with this. It, if you have metabolic syndrome and you know it's somewhat genetic because no matter what you do, you're still struggling with it, you might have trouble getting into a state of metabolic flexibility. As we age, it does become more difficult to be flexible, but it's possible. You just have to work on it and you have to maintain the work to stay metabolically flexible. Sleep affects every issue of your health. When you're tired, your hormones will produce some stress, which will produce the alert system for your body to produce more glucose. So it'll, it'll affect your metabolic state. It'll affect your flexibility in the metabolic realm. And stress. Stress like sleep affects everything again. Same thing. You don't want too much cortisol. It impairs our flexibility. So we want to get good sleep and limit our stress. It's the same things that influence everything. Your diet, exercise, genes, age, sleep, and stress. Now, I'm coming of an advanced age. I'm not that old, but age is a minute factor. You just have to realize that as you age, some things slow down, and it's up to you to work harder to keep the health going. So now, how do we become or actually improve our metabolic flexibility? Well, since diet has the biggest influence, let's start with that one. Teaching your body how to easily use and utilize fat for fuel. Those of you in the keto realm have already been working on this. Yay you. Those who aren't, you're going to have to lower your carbohydrates. You do not have to live in ketosis. But the amount of carbs we eat on a day-to-day -day basis prohibits our body from learning how to use fat for fuel because it always has an easy source for fuel. Now, when I say use fat for fuel, I don't mean that you're going to, I don't mean that affects your weight loss. You still can burn fat and lose weight burning carbohydrates. It's just a better metabolic state and better for your overall health to learn how to burn fat for fuel. Your body's more like a hybrid car. It should fluctuate back and forth and use whatever's available. Fat will, on your body is almost predominantly always, always, always available. Remember that. Most of us will always have at least 20% fat some more so we always have some fuel source there so if our body can learn how to tap into it it helps us become flexible and improve our flexibility living in a state of both which comes into carb cycling having very low carb days with very high carb days it lets your body learn how to use both fuel sources interchangeably and tap into both there's a misconception that once you teach, taught your body how to burn fat for, for fuel, how to get into ketosis, that it takes weeks on ends to get back every time you leave it. That's not true. Well, if you're eating a bunch of junk food, it very well could be true, but 
if you're eating nutrient-dense foods and you're eating whole foods, your body will learn how to just go back and forth and in and out pretty easily. So you want to, one, do a very low-carb diet for a while, teach your body to burn fat for fuel, and then cycle in and out to keep and improve that flexibility you're building. Because if all you do is live in the world of ketosis, you will have trouble using glucose for fuel again because your insulin levels will be out of whack because it doesn't know what it needs to do. When we don't use a muscle, it forgets what it needs to do. So we always want to have some sort of reminding your body, oh yeah, I can have, you know, a nectarine today and it'll use that up first and then it'll go back into using fat. Teaching your body how to cycle back and forth is really important. Your body is smart. It wants to do what's healthiest for it. Don't forget that. Your metabolism is slow because of all the stupid things we've done when we were younger or trying to lose weight or listening to people who didn't want you to get healthy. They just wanted you to get to lose weight. Your goal was to lose weight to get healthy. And we all know if you've been listening to me or following me for any point in time that you need to get healthy to lose weight. Lasting weight loss comes out of health. So we'll get off the food. The next thing you need to do is intermittent fasting, or you don't need to do it. Let me, let me take that back. Time-restricted eating, intermittent fasting, whatever you want to call it, will help you become metabolically flexible, especially when you start cycling carbs in and out. Intermittent fasting helps by restricting the time we're in a fed state. So it allows our body to actually tap into that fat for the fuel a lot easier. The one caveat I'd like to put on fasting and intermittent fasting and all of that is don't overdo it because your body will lose some flexibility when you overdo it because it is in such need of nutrients that it starts holding on to everything and it, it can and it'll it'll start messing up your whole metabolic health, which if you're not metabolically healthy, it's hard to be metabolically flexible. So we need to work on things to get our metabolic health in order to get metabolically flexible. So remember that. Try not to overfast. Just incorporate all of these sporadically. You know, going in and out of things, that's how your body becomes flexible by not doing the same thing day in and day out. It's doing different things every single day. There is another dietary tip that I need to give you that I forgot to add in and the rest. You need to ditch the low-fat diet. Without eating enough fat, your body will struggle getting into a metabolic flexible state. Now, you do not have to eat as much fat as someone on a ketogenic diet does because they are replacing the calories that they used to get from carbohydrates with fat. But you should strive for 30 to 40% of your intake from fat. That is the minimum we need to rebuild cells, cell walls, hormones, um, our brain. So don't fear the fat. We actually need to ingest fat. You cannot build all this stuff using the fat in our body. The fat in our body, can, once it's stored, is only used for fuel. So don't forget to get in those healthy fats. Check out the healthy fat episode to make sure that you're eating the right fats to nourish your body. Now again, so exercise. Exercise helps with getting flexible. We already touched on this. 
Building lean muscle mass. Lean muscle mass helps you get metabolically flexible because it's somewhere for the glycogen to go. Our body always has a certain amount of glucose in it, either stored as glycogen or flowing through our blood. We do not deplete all of our glycogen. It's our body's mechanism for fight or flight that we can go run away if we need to, a quick source of energy. So it's always going to store some glycogen, glucose. I, I know I'm using like medical terms, but it will always store some for emergencies. Reduce your stress. We already talked about how stress can prevent you from getting there. Well, if you can reduce your stress, it will help reduce the stress hormones and it will disrupt your body from tapping into fat for fuel. And get a good night's sleep. You had to know that they were kind of going to go in reverse, but get a good night's sleep. Sleep helps support the body's hormone regulation and overall metabolic process. Remember, when we sleep is when we repair everything. So you might be wondering why you should try to be metabolically flexible. The short answer is that it has a huge role in preventing disease. Being metabolically flexible maintains a healthy balance between your energy intake and your energy expenditure, meaning, you know, calories in, calories out. I like to use the term energy. But it re helps reduce excess fat. We don't store fat if we're using the fat. It helps reduce inflammation. It helps reduce oxidative stress. All of that leads to chronic disease. Excess fat, excess inflammation, excess oxidative stress all lead to chronic disease. So we want to get into a point where our body's using the things, not storing it. It's running well and it's healthy. So some will say getting metabolically flexible will increase your lifespan. But what it does is it increases your quality of life. We want to have a good health so that we can live our life on our terms. You want to be able to do whatever you enjoy doing. Metabolic flexibility is essential in keeping you there. So on that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what you heard today, I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Sharing is caring after all. Share the podcast with others that will find the information helpful. It's through your support that I can continue to grow and bring more amazing content. And if you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me, and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out, share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. See you later.